Post Credit Brews. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And we have a very special Forgotten Files Philadelphia edition episode today. Obviously, you are listening to this a little bit after the big news dropped today. I think it's only fair that we let Dave kind of open this up. He sounds somber. He sounds upset. So what's what's on your mind, Dave? It's big news for Philadelphia sports fan. Well, today just marked the beginning of the Eagles becoming the New York Jets. If you live under a rock, I'll just let you know right now. Uh, Eagles traded away Carson Wentz today for a couple pennies. We They traded him for jack shit. They got a, a third-round pick and a future... A second round pick that could become a first if Carson pay, plays, I think, 75% of the snaps in the next year for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, it, It's a sad day, and I, I don't know. I mean, we were talking today, the three of us, over text, saying how ridiculous the, the trade was. Yeah. You know? So they, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, so they got no no new players in the trade there was no like players being traded anything like that it was just for draft picks it's just for draft picks there was no players and like weird draft so from what you were saying like he has to play like i think i was reading something he's play like 70 percent, and they have to make the playoffs the colts for like the eagles to get a first round pick or, or something. yeah that second round pick for next year will become a first if he if he does that and the financial ramifications are even worse because the eagles today just took on the biggest salary dump cap hit in NFL history where they have to eat 33 point something million dollars. It's mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of coin. <laughs> and you, I think you guys know just from outside of the podcast that I was not a fan of Doug Peterson as a head coach. I wanted him fired. I remember during a Super Bowl wanting, wanting him fired. I, I just thought he, I didn't think he was a good coach at all. I thought his offense was vanilla. I thought the whole scheme was rudimentary. It wasn't anything new, and I think we got exposed, especially after the 2017 lightning in a bottle season. But the biggest problem on this team is still with the team, and that is Howie Roseman. Yeah. Yeah, you're most people have. Because this guy orchestrated this entire thing. So if you think about it, 2017, the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz got 11 wins in that season, and then he got hurt. Had he not gotten hurt and Nick Foles played that entire season, they were not getting to the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl. So you're, giving, you're giving Wentz some credit then, it sounds like. I, I Carson is – he's got talent. He's a, he's a talented quarterback mm-hmm. that was never given the tools to succeed. This season alone, and honestly, I think any anyone deserves a pass for 2020 with COVID. There wasn't OTAs. There wasn't preseason. The, everything was completely different. All the COVID testing, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to dog fire, but I can understand why they were gonna bring they were gonna bring him back from those season. Yeah, because it would have been it would have been like a mess. If they just started with right. a new coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, so Carson leads him to the. That on that eleven game streak, mm-hmm. they win the and then against the Rams, he get tears his ACL. There was a touchdown on his torn ACL, by the way. Mm-hmm. So he's on the bench. Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl. So in your mind, if you're the Carson Wentz, you're thinking, 
damn, like that's every kid's dream to go to the Super Bowl, be the MVP. He was on an MVP caliber season. And just to have that stripped away from you and you're no longer in the limelight for all the hard work that you did to carry the team on your back. And Nick Foles takes all the credit, which he kind of deserves. I mean, he, but he did his job as a backup and that's what he is. Nick Foles is a backup. He's not a starter. So are you saying you feel like Carson, it almost sounds like you're saying you feel like Carson Wentz deserves better. Oh, he deserves a hundred percent. Than to be with the team that he's on. Okay. Team that he was on. Yeah. So the Eagles, they put a statue of Nick Foles, like, the guy you're competing against, if you're Carson, they put a statue of Nick Foles outside the stadium. I think that makes him feel. Isn't and, it like the Philly? Isn't it the Philly special statue, which is cool? Yeah, and, it, and it's I love it there. But if you're Carson, you're like, damn, I like he would not have been there if it wasn't for me. Yeah, getting the team to where we are, or where we were rather. So then, Howie Roseman gives Carson Wentz this massive contract extension. He had one more full season under his rookie contract before this was even going to be a discussion. And weeks later, you draft Jalen Hurts as the backup? So that's where it all started. That's when you drafted Jalen Hurts. You, something is wrong with you! Was there anyone else that like was being eyed for the Eagles to potentially take, or would it make more sense for him to, to draft that? There were so many other holes that the team needs. Wide receiver, linebacker, cornerback, offensive line. There was 13 combinations of offensive linemen for the, for Carson Wentz this year. Yeah. And, and this, uh, this piss stain, Howie Roseman, has never played a down of football his entire life. Mm-hmm. He's nothing but a pencil pusher. There's a reason why Chip Kelly moved his office to the other side of the building where no one else could see him, as Jason Kelsey alluded to in his uh, Super Bowl speech. Yeah. He's a weasel. <laughs> Howie Roseman has got to go. Yeah. I was going to ask, can you get into this? Uh, what, what exactly is the pay cut they're taking here with this Carson trade? It's just dead money. So I'm not, I'm not sure if it's involved with signing bonuses and everything, but like just for trading him while the contract is still active, they have to eat dead money to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Do we so, have any idea around like how much it could be? 33 point something million. Do you guys think that's uh, – I know the answer to this, but do you guys think that's over or under uh, the opening weekend box office of 2019's Cats? What an odd thing to say. It's definitely over. I'm going to go with the under on that one. It's about five times over. Is it really? It was kinda, I was kind of hoping it would have had a lower budget, but yeah, Cats cost $95 million. Get three Carsons for that price. Yeah, it's worth uh, every penny. You know, it, it's just this whole thing is just depressing though because we're gonna be bad for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And we it, just gotta sit and watch it. It's just a shame that like three years ago we won the Super Bowl and now we're here. I just don't know how we got to this. Yeah. What What dirt do you think Howie Roseman has on Jeffrey Lurie? That's what I'm wondering. I have no idea what he has on him. He must have some like weird fetish or something like that. Ew, no, David. <laughs> so what? Like, what is? Like, why is Lurie keeping him there? Like, why isn't he looking for for a new guy? Because he's a yes man. He's a pencil pusher. He's a glorified accountant. He is not a football guy. I mean, if you look at the highlights for the Eagles passed up on DK Metcalf for. He was a stud wide receiver for the Seahawks for this guy, J.J. Ortega Whiteside, whose mom was spotted 
holding an umbrella over him on the sidelines of practice. Mm. Let's make sure he's dry. He's killing this team. Yeah, I know a lot of people aren't happy with him. What he's, are you, a, uh... he's a cancer. He's a cancer. He's he's got more lives than a cat. He's got to go. Now I guess get, kind of getting into you know what they did get from this trade. What what players do you think we need, and are they? the kinds of players you think how we will bring in or how we go. Because I feel like I saw a rumor, and it was just a video. I didn't watch it, but it was something saying that they're going to bring in another quarterback as competition for, for Jalen Hurts, who maybe that could be fair because, you know, we've only seen him play very very little. Yeah. So is, mm. is he I a mean, starting quarterback or not? I mean, well, just on top of the draft capital that the Eagles gave up for Carson Wentz, they traded up – they had, like, the 19th pick or something like that, and then they traded Sam Bradford – for a first-round pick from Minnesota, which is like, that's when when you started calling him the Magic Man, Howard Roseman, because the fact that you got a, a first for Sam Bradford, but you couldn't get a first for Carson Wentz. I mean, what does that tell you? So Howie traded up twice in one year to get Carson Wentz, gave him the extension, traded him after drafting his backup. It, Jalen Hurts has played four games for the Eagles, and all of a sudden he he is this uh. The, the third coming, whatever you want to call it, because Carson was the second coming. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm i not impressed by Jalen Hurts, at least not yet. Let's see what the kid has. Maybe he can turn it around. He just looks, looks like a mobile quarterback. He looks like a, a Michael Vick with less of an arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can't throw. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have a deep ball. He can't throw. I felt like they were investing in him, though, because they brought in um... – the one guy, or they brought in like one of the coaches that's like known him since he was like four or something, right? Yeah, it seems like they're just yeah. like they had this whole thing premeditated. But my question is, if you knew that Carson wasn't the answer, why would you give him that money? Why would you extend him? Because you could have just let him let him walk for his contract was like two million dollars or something like that, as opposed to the hundred and fifty that he has. I mean. It just financially does not make sense at all. I, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. And to, to answer your question, John, I didn't mean to avoid it. it uh, with the 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 players that Howie's going to pick, I wouldn't trust Howie to pick his nose, let alone pick a player. I heard something. Aren't they looking at quarterbacks? Yeah, they're looking at. I feel like uh, that's what I've seen. Yeah. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields are like so, some of the ones that are rumored. I, I, I don't know. Your guess is good as mine. <laughs> Let's see how it plays out. I just know that I just put 50 bucks on the Colts to win the Super Bowl next year. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Oh, God. How big of like a smack in the face would that be if that happens? I hope, yeah, I, 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 hope say, I wish Carson the best. What? I do. And I think we should pour one out for Carson. Yeah. Pour one out for the jersey. It's in my closet. I'm not going to be able to wear again. Oh, so you know, so there's something really cool. So, um, I'll give I'll give the the radio station a free plug. Uh, Ninety-seven five the Fanatics Morning Show is collecting all Carson Wentz merchandise. If you mail it to the station, and they're donating it to to families and or like people in need that they like, need like clothes and stuff like that. Okay, is it like specifically? Is it for like people in Texas, or is it just like people that need no? It's just or? and anyone that has like like Carson Wentz number eleven stuff. It, the only thing they ask is that you give a donation to Carson's A O one Foundation. Like whatever amount of dollars plus eleven cents onto it for his number eleven. They're calling it Project Eleven. That's that's cool to say. It's run by the the John Kincaid Show on ninety seven five The Fanatics Morning Show. 
Okay. I saw that, so I think I might mail my Carson Wentz jersey to them. That's a good plug. That's a good plug. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be good like overseas, like like what, like you know when they uh, so when there's a World Series or the NBA Championship, they make two versions of the shirt for that final game. Yeah. And the hats and the team that loses, they just send all that shit over to third world countries. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's something like, like that they're gonna do, but you know, any it's better than burning. You know, you. I, I never like burning jerseys to begin with. You can't burn Carson's jersey. He didn't say a word. He didn't say a word to his entire thing. He didn't make too much of a yeah, yeah. He didn't say a goddamn word. Yeah. Oh. And we got really off topic today because this is all about Philadelphia. So I mean, on a brighter note, I mean this we so we decided uh Matt, when you and I created the Forgotten Files, it was a hat. And then it became a bowl. And then it became a fedora. And then a bowl again, and now it's a Jeff cap. It's a Jeff cap now, yeah. It so it, it the wheels have turned. So maybe we should get like a post credit bruise, like official hat for the Forgotten Files. Yeah, and, and even like some of the topics. I think the the topic we picked today is pretty timely. But like, I mean, there's a ton of different like weird subjects in there. Right. Movies with snakes, movies with leads that are older than sixty, and then we chose you know movies set in Philadelphia. So, I well, I knew like because like we did, we agreed that we were gonna pick the one that came out first, and you pulled out kinky Reddit threads, and you're like, no, we can't do this, like immediately. <laughs> Ew, no, David. Yeah, yeah. I might have that been Murray's edition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, this is uh, I kind of like this one. It, it kind of fits with the. Uh, I guess I I wasn't expecting the news today while we were in the, in our meeting pre-recorded meeting, but. But thank you for letting me get all off my chest. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you meant, if you hear me say "firehouse" in the middle of the show a couple times, just <laughs> just know that we have to fire Howie Roseman. It, it, it's a must. He has to go. It's reactionary. <laughs> Postcard or Bruce shirts. Fire Howie. They're coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> all proceeds will go toward uh, the bouncers that pack Howie's bags for him. It's a good cause. <laughs> uh, Howard. Um, How with the duck? But obviously, this That'd episode. Compliment calling him that. <laughs> uh, obviously, this episode wouldn't be complete without a beer. So we do have the featherweight citrus hazy pale ale from Yards Brewing Company. Uh, it's a lighter beer. So again, this is part of that mix and six that we made a few weeks ago. Just working our way through that. So I think this will be a good uh, good beer for today. I chuckled when you chose the featherweight for this. It's it's symbolic of Howie Roseman as a general manager. A featherweight. There there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Would you categorize him as lean or mean? What would you categorize as him, Dave? Uh I know our podcast says um we're explicitive and we can curse, but I, I don't think this is clean enough for what I have to say about Howie Roseman, so He's not. He's not leaner. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna quote the late Larry King. He's a short man, both physically and spiritually. So you do know the difference. Three point seven might be a little strong for Howie. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, he is 105 pounds. But go get one of these and look at the can because these jokes would make a lot more sense. <laughs> to our audience out there. I kind of like the can. It's cool. we'll get into it when we do the review, but yeah. 
Ah, this is like a random, like just like completely off the wall episode so far. So let's um. On that note, let's do the post credit beer crack because guys, we do have a can today. Spectacular news! I do. I, that's the one limelight of all of this. We do have a can. The uh, the guard from Shawshank is looking at his watch and he's saying, "Let's get to it." So. Now people have, like texted me and like, who says that when you crack the beers? And I'm like, ah, oh, you gotta figure that out. <laughs> it's Mr. Krabs. Just gave, yeah, it's Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Mr. Krabs. And Calvin from uh, Lost, the Dharma Initiative. So. Uh, that's all of inspiration we need right there, you know. So, all right. With that being said, cheers. Cheers. Pick up while it's cold, ladies. Speaking of loss, they had to do Echo pretty dirty in that his send off, but he wanted to leave, didn't he? He did. Yes, he. Um, yeah, he wanted to get out of there. He was a good uh, character. He, yeah, he he was good. They they did do him dirty though. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if he wanted to leave. Yeah. How far are you in Lost, John? I just watched the that episode where he died. Okay. What is that? The cost of living? Is that what it's? Yeah, I think the yeah. next one is. I do. I think it's a Kate okay. episode. Yeah. And then that I was think that weird. Break. That was when like season three did a weird, like they did six episodes that really were like very like uneven and then they come back pretty strong. Right. But none of them were set in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Check out our lost episode on post credit brews. I think it's, it's season two. I think we're like toward the end of the, of the season. Mm-hmm. It's like late May. I think we, yeah, we did a, a complete breakdown of lost. If you ever interested we got an article up there and then we got a compliment episode so like we're saying check it out but today it's forgotten files and it's all about philadelphia and we're going to speak specifically about actors that are from the area movies that are from the area i wouldn't be remiss without talking about just philadelphia as a whole before we get started i mean we Philadelphia sports we just kind of hinted at at the beginning of the program with uh yeah my uh my little rant about uh about the Eagles fire high Roseman and um it's got a big presence in the city it it does yeah like I I love going down to the stadiums Mm -hmm. it's cool that they're all like in the in the on the same block as each other and it's it's one of the few cities where they're all there that's right that's what I was gonna get at all three of them yeah it's cool I know in like Boston, like between Fenway and uh, Gillette Stadium, it's like a forty-five minute difference or something like that. Yeah, and some cities, it's like the this. It's weird to think the stadiums are like right in the center of these big cities. So thinking of something like Nashville, like they're like basketball stadium, like basketball, mm-hmm. hockey, whatever. It's like right in the center there. You know, um, right. I know other places are like that too. And not not being biased. But- this this fan base is the most passionate that I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a passionate fan base, and we don't have the best of sports teams every year. Um, I know. Although so like, I will say the Sixers are doing very well this season. Yeah, they are first place. I like I like what Doc Rivers is doing. I think he's and Joel Embiid's playing out of his mind. Ben Simmons. I don't care what anybody says. He's a great player, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought we were gonna lose him too. <laughs> I mean, don't hold, don't hold your breath. I don't know what, I don't know what could happen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I know, like you're, you're a lot more into hockey than I am, Dave. But I, I do love gritty. Oh, gritty's the best, and we, we talk. Gritty's been a topic on our, our show, more so in the beginning of, of us starting this thing out. Yeah, yeah, and I think gritty he, he has such a presence on social media too. 
Like his, like he's one of those mascots where like other cities follow his account just because it's so ridiculous. He's an inspiration to all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like the whole uh, the whole story of him too, where he like hit that kid. Like, I feel like that's something that would only uh-huh. happen in this city. Yeah. Gritty like cleared of assault charges or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I remember when we first started talking about Gritty and we talked about his origin, and I was saying that I read somewhere that. He was created because the NHL forced them to make a mascot, and they didn't want to. So they said, all right, so we'll just uh, make the, the ugliest thing we can think of. Crazy. I like that story. Yeah. <laughs> I think – so that's – I think that's the official story, Dave. I have heard them talk about, like, the like their story, um, and they, they brought up the Super Bowl parade. They were like, you know, we had everyone there, the fanatic swoop, and the Flyers didn't have any presence there which I feel like is partly true. And I also felt like, yeah, they were probably pushing a quarter and they were like, you got to make a mascot. And they're like, all right, you're going to yeah. tell us we have to do this. It's going to be the most obscene, crazy thing. And then you have his like fictional story. So supposedly they said he was just living under the Wells Fargo Center eating spare hot dogs. And I guess they were doing construction down there and he, he just emerged from there. So what is the matter with you? That's very specific. Yeah, that, I, look it up. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the story. So, yeah, I didn't do my research on that for this episode, but the next one. <laughs> and as you can tell from stories like this, this this fan base is very passionate. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And if you're an outsider, you're probably thinking of Philadelphia. Geno's or Pat's probably the best place to get a cheesesteak, and you could be further from the truth. Exactly. Yeah, big the the big touristy spots, you know. Right. Yeah, that's just the Philadelphia, the touristy spots, South Street, the the Liberty Bell. It's cracked. Who cares? Um, well, the gyms on Park. South Streets. That's my favorite cheesesteak spot. Oh, gyms on South Street's amazing, but Del Sandro's I think is pushing it to be the favorite for me. But and that's like I've outside. heard that it's good. Yeah, it's a Maniunk. I've never had it, but I heard Jim's is the best I, I've had. Yeah, I don't mind waiting in that line because usually you got to wait in a pretty big line. What do you think about Steve's? You guys like Steve's? Steve's is good. Yeah, I haven't had it in a while, but Steve's is good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have, like, Tony Luke's again. I feel like that's kind of, like, you have Pat's Geno's. I don't care for Tony Luke's. Tony Luke's is, like, right below. It's, like, a touristy spot. Well, yeah. They, like, made it a chain too much. So, like, we were able yeah. to get it out here in the suburbs, and it wasn't didn't feel as special, you know? I knew when it was cafeteria food at Temple when I was there. I was like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> that's when it was, Yeah. But again, another connection we have to the city, Dave. Both me and Dave are, are Temple alums. That's right. Go Owls. Um, John went to college out in Lancaster, so he thought he was better than us. Well, Temple <laughs> was my second choice. Did you get into Temple? Uh, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, do, you miss, do you miss Temple, Matt? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? So, I miss being uh, in the city, but... Yeah, so... What, before the pandemic, I was actually working in the city, and SEPTA, which that's a whole other story. I can go on a rant about SEPTA more than I could about Firehouse Roseman, where the trains were shut, like broke down completely in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. So one time I walked from Center City to Temple up Broad Street. When I finally got to campus, I couldn't recognize it. Yeah, it's it's a new place, you know. It's a, it's a new place. I remember the gym, the one gym. I, this was back when I was, you know. It was a strictly cardio gym. I was I wasn't lifting the way you know. I guess you like you do now. Yeah, <laughs> air quotes. But 
Uh, I remember they were just breaking ground on that massive, I don't even know what it's called, but like that massive um, residence hall, you know, I remember yeah. they were just breaking ground on that. And I was on my, you know, the exercise bike, had my headphones in, I was looking out. It was, yeah, right there on Broad Street. I remember I lived, you and I lived in like the quad setting uh, dorm. I kind of wish I was living in the community one, like the old, the old school ones. Yeah, yeah. Because you and I... And we were in different dorms, but we had quads where we had three different rooms. But we had our own private bathrooms and showers. Yeah. But then they have like the old fashioned dorms where they had like the communal setting where everyone shared the same bathroom and everything. Like, uh, I, I, I look. From the people that I've talked to, I feel like the people that have gone through that experience have closer friendships and connections than the ones that were in like the, the sweet style that we were in. Yeah. But I mean, Dave, we were. We were living it up in college too. I mean, every Friday night it was a new movie. Whether it was like Ghost Rider, you know. Do you remember the story when when you and I left the party, mm-hmm. and these two drunk girls walked up to us, not to like talk to us. They said we bought we drunkly bought tickets to go see um, Hunger Games. Do you want them? And we're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the sad thing with that story is, I, I think the next morning. You know, you're walking around and you're seeing in the dorm, it's like, don't forget to like stop by, like talk with your RA about getting tickets for the Hunger Games. We have like a select amount of tickets. So those girls did not pay anything for those tickets <laughs> and they charged both of us like 10 bucks. I don't, I don't know what they charged us for it, but oh. those girls made a profit off of that. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, say uh, Peabody was pretty close uh, to me leaning going to Temple. I was pretty Peabody. impressed. Peabody. That was the art dorm, Dave. I felt like I was in The Shining when I so I stayed there because there, you did the you had to do the one night orientation, orientation at Temple. Yeah. I had yeah. to stay at Peabody. I thought I was in The Shining. I will Peabody, say people man. can be vicious with tickets like that. Oh, to the worst. Yeah. Just tickets, like you know, when you don't know how people get them. I know one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how many CYO dances you guys went to, but I know St. Alphonsus getting tickets for their CYO dances is always a pretty vicious. Uh, one time my friend Chris bought them from a, a young scalper out front of the building. You know, <laughs> tickets are five bucks. You need to pay like 15 for them to be able to get in. If you needed a ticket, they would sell out. And I don't know. I don't think that was a thing when we were there, dude. The CYO dances for us, it was just like all the different grades just hanging out and then the concession stands sell like Dixie cups of water and breath mints. I might do that for Dave. I'll try and find an old, see if you can find an old picture of us. And then um, I can make it like an Instagram post and just be like heavy discussion about scalpers outside CYO dances. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding about the story too. Like I remember like we scalpers at CYO dances and college parties. <laughs> I remember that was it. It was my friend, like Chris, who was, was like, yeah, like he, he didn't get a ticket for him. It's just this girl walked. I was like, I was like, a, I have this extra ticket. It's like fifteen bucks, but it was only five bucks. But they were sold out. So like, if you wanted to get in there, so. I could see that one obnoxious like dad at like a CYO like outside scalping for for a CYO dance. I gotta write that's that's too good not to like. <laughs> Got to be like a really young picture. Just as a random post. Oh, <laughs> that'd be funny. Oh, uh, I gotta talk about how we got tickets to Tower Heist too. So, yeah, so obviously, Dave, we've had our experiences. I think it used to be called the Pearl at Temple. 
Oh uh, yeah, the I remember the Pearl. We actually saw I was in it was Saxby's that was in the center of campus, and um, they had a flyer for a free viewing of Tower Heist. So I got a few of those, and we all we all went. So good movie. Yeah. I, uh, forgettable, but I, I, it was enjoyable at the same time. Mm-hmm. I always liked the the Temple Theater that they had, mm-hmm. kind of underground. That's where we saw Bridesmaids. Oh yeah, yeah, that was like their like theater that would show the movies like five months after they were done. Yeah. Now I feel like it's a movie comes out and two weeks later it's available on digital. You know. <laughs> you guys always used to talk about when you saw Flight too. Yeah, yeah, Flight. That was that was a movie to see. <laughs> One of the most uncomfortable movies I ever saw at the Pearl was 42. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just because of the Phillies manager scene, yeah. Steve the Pirate. Yeah, Steve the Pirate. This is Alan Tudyuk or whatever. <laughs> yeah. What else? Like, anything else we can kind of say about Philly? Like, we talked about cheesesteaks. We talked about Temple. We're one of those blue-collar towns, you know. Grinding grit to today's end you know yeah i miss uh i do miss tailgating though tailgating is fun i do miss tailgating yeah i hope that comes back soon there's a lot of cool museums in there too definitely yeah yeah Franklin institute's cool art mm-hmm. museum yeah we had a good experience we saw we saw pacific rim at the franklin institute imax that's like i've seen a couple movies yeah the imax theater there's cool yeah that's like what i consider imax that like dome theater type thing right what what else have you seen there, John? I've seen Dunkirk there. Okay. Um, I think that yeah, those two. I mean, I feel like I've seen like they're kind of like science type shows they do in there. But yeah. Dunkirk, yeah. I think, is the most recent. Um, mm-hmm. I know I remember they were playing Star Wars movies, but I don't know that I saw one of those there. But... Okay. Yeah. What's it called? Would have been, been cool to see there. Tenet. Yeah, I'm sure that would have played I mean, there. Pro- yeah, it probably would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Dunkirk was Christopher Nolan, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, cheesesteaks, hoagies, things like that. Penn's Landing's always fun. So it's... Yeah, they got some cool spots. In the- Pizza time. All right, guys, let's talk about the beer we're drinking tonight. It is the Yard's Featherweight Citrus Hazy Pale Ale. From none other than Yars Brewing Company. So, what do we think about this? It, you know, what it's marketed as a light beer, uh, which is interesting because I feel like when you hear hazy pale ale, you don't think of something as light as this. Um, this is good though. I, I think as far as like a craft light beer, I think this is what you want to go for. It's weighing in at three point seven percent. Which again, I feel like is kind of on the lower side for um, any light beer. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, that's below a lot of like domestic, you know, like a Bud Light. What's that? Like a four? Yeah, yeah. This is a lot lower than that. Yeah, but you know, I mean, if you're watching your calories, uh, it's 105 calorie. So, yeah, lean and mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. I like I said, I think it's light. If you want to go for a craft beer, don't necessarily go for this unless you're trying to kind of watch your your weight or something like that but i i thought it was good it's a good alternative yeah, yeah the, the the can yards does a great job with their cans too it's it's slick it's professional there's not a lot of detail to it but it gets your point across what they're trying to portray and honestly 
not because it's a light beer. I'm I'm a big fan of darker beers. This is probably one of the best ones that I think we've tried on this podcast so far. Holy chips! Wow. No, I I I think it's really good. No, yeah, no, it's that's good. And I mean, I know you're you're a big Bud Light guy, so I don't. I like. Does this kind of weigh in with sort of like that? Is that where you kind of? I'm tasting a lot of the citrus in this. Okay. And I think that's what's kind of appealing to this because it's light. Because, like I said, it is light, and I I feel like I could throw a lot of these back, and not feel the ramifications for later. Mm-hmm. Especially with a three point seven. Yeah. I will say that that definitely like it's a draw. Like obviously, it's advertising that it's light, that it's hundred five mm-hmm. calories. But I mean, when you hear like citrus, hazy, you know, you're automatically thinking of maybe something a bit heavier or something with a higher alcohol content, yeah. but I definitely think this packs a lot of flavor and, you know, yeah. obviously a small, I would um, say this is a know, good numbers. alternative to like, I know a lot of like uh, craft breweries are doing like craft seltzers, things right. like that for people that don't like seltzers. Cause some people don't, I think this would be a good sort of, I think this is a good idea for any novice to the world of craft beer and breweries that want to, I guess test the the waters, as we would say in Philly, the waters, to to try this out first because it, it's it's not as it's not bad at all. I, I it's good. I would recommend this to a lot of people. Yeah, this is really good. And and I I think to sort of jump off the the featherweight, but I mean Yards has some really good beers just all around. Um, I think my personal favorite's the Loyal Lager, but I do like their Brawler a lot too. I like their Kevin Hayes beer that they had. We did review that, yeah. Check it if you. Well, you're gonna you're gonna have to find the episode if you're curious, and then listen to yeah, the you episode, do the research. and then you you have to look into the episode to find our review for that. So you're gonna have to do some work. I could be wrong. That might have been our tenant review. I, I think, think you're right. Be, I think it's the DC one. Is it the DC one? I think it might be. Okay. But okay. I don't. I do. Uh, I do like the loyal lager. That one's good. I think my favorite from Yards might be uh, the filthy. That's like a hazy IPA. Yeah. You have to you have to like hazy type beers to like, but I like that one a lot. To like that pink one. Is, pink is also good, pink. but I could get if people don't like that one. People like pink a lot. Have either of you been to Yards Brewing before? Uh, you know what? I, yeah, I have. I haven't been to Yards. Have I, I mistook it for um, another place, but no, I've never been there. I have been. Yeah, it, it, it mm-hmm. is very nice. It's obviously, it's like a good more in line with like a victory than like a typical, you know, just what you think of with like a brewery, but okay. they've got really, I mean, they've got good food there and it's good atmosphere. You know, you can have like events there if you want mm-hmm. you know, parties and such. So right there. It's on a nice Spring space. Garden. Did it do like live music? When I was there, they did not, but they, they could, I don't know. It's big. Like it's a lot, it's like bigger. Like it's kind of more a restaurant atmosphere. I think they kind of have their spaces on the side where you can mm-hmm. kind of just, hang out if you want to if you just go in there for a beer but okay yeah. it's kind of more like a sit down like atmosphere mm. that's kind of like that lancaster brewing place we were up at mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I like that's that a good comparison yeah. for it i had a great burger there too that was really good yeah that was the good food is good yeah i was gonna say though even just like the, the i was looking at the menu for yards too and like the, i mean again i mean it seems like they have everything you would you know anything for anyone so like soup salads appetizers sandwiches just obviously like that brewery bar food i feel like Can I ask a question who goes to a brewery or a bar and gets a soup unless you're like a john taffer recon shut it down <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I don't know. I mean, some people like soup, man. You know, if I'm going to a bar, I'm getting, you know, cheesesteak egg rolls as an appetizer and then a burger probably. But would you go there and, and get like a, a hazy IPA and like a a clam chowder? Unless you were a Taffer Recon. Uh, yeah, I, I think if I was going to have a clam chowder, I would have a featherweight because it wouldn't all just be, you know. Cause I, I, I guess just imagine Taffer. They got to try the soups. The gum, gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> it's cold. They can't make. They can't make soup. This bar is failing. Shut it down. Nobody eats. Like I wouldn't be trying like clam chowder with a love stout. You know, it just doesn't go together. <laughs> clam chowder with a winter warmer. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but here at Post Credit Brews, we do have a grading scale for the beers that we're reviewing. Do a one to five, five being awesome, really great beer, and a one is, I guess, when I compare it to Dishwater, as we would say in Philly, Dishwater. Um, where would you guys rank the uh, the featherweight? I think I'd go, I think I'd go three for it. You're on three. I think I'm gonna go four. I'm gonna give it a four. I want to go four and a half. I was I was thinking four and a half. I, I'm gonna meet four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And to any anyone that feels inferior because you're drinking a, a beer called a featherweight, you can advertise it as this was the beer they designed for Howie Roseman because he is a featherweight as a general manager for the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's got that tint it's got that tinted green on the can too, so it's you could say it's an Eagles beer. Eagles, yeah, yeah. This might I I don't know. I the haze the hazy Howie they can call it the hazy Howie. I don't think they designed this with him in mind, but I I like where your head's at though, Dave. It's it's good. Well, it's been an emotional day for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just I spent you know what I spent a hundred bucks on that Carson Wentz jersey. I got it for Christmas one year, so it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah, jerseys aren't aren't cheap. Yeah, I'll give it a second plug while we're on the beer review. If you don't, if you have Carson Wentz gear that you want to get rid of, don't burn it because he doesn't deserve it. You can give it mail it to ninety-seven by the fanatic during their morning show. They're doing a thing called hashtag Project Eleven. They donate the, all the Carson Wentz gear to people that need it. Wasn't really explicit on where they was going, but it was going to people that need it. And just give a donation to Carson Wentz's A O One Foundation. Any any amount helps with. 11 cents added onto it. So if you want to do a dollar, do a dollar and 11 cents just for Carson Wentz number 11. I was going to say, it is funny that like, I f- he's not leaving on like, it's it's such like a weird like departure for him. You know, it's not like he's like leaving and he's like, screw you guys. Uh, it it kind of is. He it, it sounds like he wanted out and didn't want to come back, but he was also professional about it and didn't say a word. I think that's more of yeah, like him just not like being very outward and being. But the Sean Watson for the Texans is like I want out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you can't choose your boss. <laughs> and you and you signed the extension, so what are you bitching about? Yeah. Uh, but a quick PSA, as we always say, don't drink and drive. It's not cool. Don't drink and drive. Be safe. You know, meet virtually like this podcast has been doing, and uh. Have a featherweight, you know? Yeah, just kick back. Just have a good time with it. Welcome back to Post Credit Brews with Matt, 
Dave and John. Yeah, it's crazy to think, if you really think about it, Matt and John, how many actors and actresses, movies for that matter, are all associated with the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, so, so do we want to kind of start with a, a rundown of some famous actors from Philadelphia? Yeah, so when we chose this topic out of the hat, we started, we did compile a list of names of movies and and actors that are associated with the city. And, and some in-depth research. Yeah, just some open-form discussion. I mean, Matt, you have the list in front of you. Uh, what do you got going for us right now? So we're going to start with, uh, we'll start with Kevin Bacon. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what much to say about Kevin Bacon. Obviously, you know, from Philly. I, I think I did looking not at this that. list. Yeah. I mean, you ever see those commercials? When you're watching 6ABC, he talks about how much he loves the arts. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that's oh, okay. how I figure it was, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't really know what to say about Kevin Bacon. I mean, he's good in Mystic River. He's good in some other other movies, I guess, right? Remember that that one uh fox drama he was on we were in college we tried getting into uh what was that what was that called the the following or something it was some, was something with bones I, I don't know no it definitely wasn't bones that was bones uh <laughs> <laughs> i think it was the following yeah the following okay yeah he's like a detective or something yeah he yeah. like hunts down serial killers or yeah i, I couldn't get it Fox doesn't do too well with with their with their shows. Nah, but uh, Apollo thirteen obviously is in that. Footloose, Footloose, um, and then another kind of like a heavy hitter coming up next to Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. So he's definitely one on the more like famous side on this list. You know, grew up in Jenkintown. Obviously, he's he's very outspoken about Philly. I know he's done some like the hype videos preseason for the Eagles, so um, he's pretty cool. Yeah, and probably one of the more famous or well-known ones too, especially just for his work with Marvel alone as a Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always associate Rocket Raccoon with being from Philly now. It's Bradley Cooper's voicing him. A Silver Lines playbook, mm-hmm. right in Philadelphia. He. He's sporting a Deshaun Jackson jersey every other scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and it's it's crazy too. Not to go off topic a little bit too with it, but he's co-starring with De Niro, and they were both in Limitless. And not that that was in Philadelphia, but I remember I was in Philly in the city with some friends and saw them filming a scene for that movie in there. That's in pretty Center, cool. In Center City, yeah. I like that movie. So if you see a bunch of like kids one wearing a purple jacket in the background of Limitless, that's me and my friends. <laughs> Let's be on the lookout for that. I'm still waiting for the royalty checks. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, he's, you know, Bradley Cooper, pretty big presence. I know another name that I saw, obviously we're, we're pretty familiar with her now. Kat Dennings. Obviously we're, we're watching her in WandaVision. John's doing the recaps for that. Check it out on the blog. Postcreditbrews.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I didn't know she's from here. Looks like yeah, she mostly grew up in Bryn Mawr, but um, that's still relatively close. Yeah. You definitely have a, a a two broke girls episode coming up, right? Mm-hmm. It's a or forgotten files. Yeah, it's a forgotten files. Two broke girls, animal practice, all those. Marlon, yeah. 
Yeah. Some other big <laughs> ones here after her. Tina Fey's a big one, you know, we just did yeah. Soul too. Tina Fey, big in uh Upper Darby. She's pretty outspoken that she's from the area too. Oh yeah. I remember her skit with Jimmy Fallon starting at live doing the 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 Northeast Philly accents and the hoagies and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did a good skit. I think it was I think she she hosted or she was there, but it was the year we won the Super Bowl and they did um it was like people from Philadelphia versus people from Boston just like arguing with each other. <laughs> I think the whole movie Baby Mama is based on Philadelphia too, right? Yeah, so they they filmed most of that in Philly. Yeah. That's which is cool. cool. It's a funny movie. <laughs> Underrated, honestly. Yeah, I forgot about it until we we were deciding to do this episode. Well, Matt, this is the Forgotten Files, so things will come up, good or bad. <laughs> and we remember them. Well, it's not uh, really, not really we forgot them. The, uh, you're saying <laughs> we're going to talk about the Nicktoon uh, Pelswick? You, something is wrong with you! <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> um. And then another name who I feel like has kind of been like out of the limelight recently, uh, Kevin Hart from Philly. Yeah, you think he'd be one of the ones you would remember. You really think mm-hmm. he would be. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't really been like canceled or anything like that, right? Just maybe I, not I think as he popular was one as he where was. He had some like tweets and they were – you know, I, I guess when you look at him now, they were, they were pretty, like, insensitive, offensive. Oh, right. Well, he was um, supposed to host the Oscars, I think, right? Yeah, and that, and that was kind of those tweets came out. And, like, it's it's not like he was fully canceled, but, like, he didn't really give, like, the whole, like, apology tour people are usually given nowadays when stuff like that happens. I'd, like, compare his situation to James Gunn and stuff and kind of, like, questionable tweets like that. But, like, he didn't really, like, ever come out and apologize for it. So I think it was more of, like, that thing where he just kind of, like, let it rest for a little bit. And then, you know, I mean, I mean, it looks like he's got some movies lined up. But I mean, it's just I think his popularity probably peaked, like, four or five, mm-hmm. even six years ago, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even remember the last movie he really did. Jumanji, he was in the two of those. Right, okay. But, but even then, again, I mean, that's... You know, like a it's year like a and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you Kevin Hart fan, Dave? Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the things I see him in, I, I, he's got, he's got comedy to him. He's funny. It's not really that much of a draw to me, though. I, I, yeah. I don't. Know. I, I, I think I'm out on Kevin Hart. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that people are very like fifty-fifty on him nowadays. Um, somebody who I think we can all agree on we like though, Rob McElhaney. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Mac. So obviously big, big Philadelphia presence. Show's obviously set there. So um he's good. And I know you you watch outside of It's Always Sunny, I know John, you watched that show Mythic Quest, right? Yeah, he's pretty that funny pretty good? in that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good uh very different character from Mac he plays on that, but he's definitely uh Okay. Very talented actor, right? I think he's also like a. I could be wrong. I think he might be the creator of it too. But, I think um, so. Yeah. yeah. I think he's yeah. been kind of focusing on that, just kind of as much as always sunny, but outside. Yeah. Um, he, he definitely for... dedicates whatever, you yeah. know, whatever he, he gives it his all to whatever he's doing, whether or not that's with you know Philadelphia yeah. or that. And I don't know. He he's never broken into like movies, but I know like for the longest time he was attached to direct like a Minecraft movie. 
I don't know if he still is or not. Right. right. Yeah, he hasn't really – if you didn't really watch him on TV, you wouldn't really recognize him. Mm-hmm. The only things I can think of that he's been in are, yeah, that Mythic Quest, Always Sunny, and I know he was in one episode of Fargo. Okay, yeah, that's right. But yeah, even he, then, like, that, that was one episode. Like, he's he's, one. he's popped into – like, I know he's a big fan of, like, Lost. He's a big fan of, like, Game of Thrones. He's had, like, small cameo. You might be getting to, like – I might have spoiled this for you, John, but I'm pretty sure, like, a Mac cameo is coming up in a few episodes in, in Lost for you. Is he just like a You're background person in it, or he's just like a guard? Yeah, you, you'll you'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you remember that Dave Mac showing up in Lost? That's right. He plays like one of the. It's it's like a very quick like yes guard. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and he also had a few. He had. I knew he was definitely in an episode of the last season of Game of Thrones. So. But yeah, him him and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, remember, remember Aaron Rodgers was on Game of Thrones. Yeah, what was he? He was like one of the the Thraki that gets like roasted at King's Landing or something. Yeah, he like he runs down a down an alley and like as he turns around, like the flames are just engulfing him. Kind of like that piss poor offensive line he had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and another one. So we got Adam McKay. How you fellas doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, full disclosure, so born in Denver, raised in Philly, went to high school out in Malvern. Um, and he did do a short stint at Temple, but he didn't graduate. So Yeah, this thing was surprising to me. I didn't think that he was going to be on this. It, his his whole career is, like, so interesting. Like, I feel like he there really aren't too many, like, Philly ties there that he, like, mentions it. But just looking at the progression from him doing something like, like Anchorman – to you know that last movie he did with christian bale vice for like with dick cheney you know right just the progression of like how he's kind of and he's got that new movie coming out with i mean you yeah, name like a every, cast member they're in it every cast rylance is in it uh, yeah don't look up i think it's called probably Hashtag be out like, <laughs> probably be out like december 2021 or yeah 2021 for netflix yeah everyone and their mothers in that movie it's like Leo, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett. It's a really good cast. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Adam McKay, like we were saying, kind of went from these sort of, like, goofy comedies to these more, like, serious serious movies. Dark humor, I guess you could say, is what they are now. But um, he's good. Yeah, and then, obviously, we're, we're going to have a pretty – a little more of an in-depth discussion about him, but, like, M. Night Shyamalan – obviously from the area films a lot of his movies in the area um is there one particular movie of his that you guys kind of is your favorite or i feel like i haven't seen a ton of his Mm -hmm. um if i had to pick a favorite i would definitely go unbreakable okay um i think i've really only seen unbreakable split sixth sense and uh glass Mm -hmm. so Okay. I saw the visit too. The visit's pretty good. Like some of his recent stuff's been good. I, when we talk yeah. about him, I'll get into glass. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot of yeah. problems with that. But otherwise, he's kind of redeemed himself as a director mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah, I was hearing like when he sort of like does like a smaller movie, like The Visit, like it seems to do much better than if he's doing something bigger like The Happening or or so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like Signs. Are we going to be remiss and not say Stuart Little is his best production ever? I do. And I'm tired of pretending it's not. Good, good call, Dave. I forgot he wrote that, right? I, I mean, mean, like he lended, again, like, he wrote part of it. Yeah. 
<laughs> again, when we get into it, like I would rather watch Stuart Little than, you know. And again, I've really only seen trailers for a lot of these movies. But if you make me pick Stuart Little or The Happening, I might go Stuart Little every time. Yeah, I f- I would love to see an interview with him where he's like, you know, when I was writing Stuart Little, I had this great idea for this motel owner to find a mermaid in the swimming pool, just like something <laughs> random like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I got to congratulate him for one of the funniest memes I've ever seen from Stuart Little. Did you ever see that meme about Stuart Little? Yeah. Yeah. I know the one. It's like, if you feel like shit, just, just imagine being Stuart Little, who was, imagine being a child at the orphanage that's, that was chosen. That's just, ah, it's, it's some weird wording like that. Like, uh, yeah, but it, it's funny. It makes you laugh. I forgot he wrote that though, dude. It's, that's a good call. Now, there's a lot of debate. You guys go Stuart or Remy from Ratatouille. Ah, uh, Stuart's too well, domesticated, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think they both live like pretty different lives. Yeah, I think like Remy has that sort of like pretty like rough and tough upbringing, and then he sort of like jumps into kind of having the fancy life. Whereas like Stuart, yeah, I mean he was given the fancy life from a pretty small age. But it'd be interesting to see what Stuart Little kind of grew up to become, you know? Like, what he went to college for, where he went to college. He still has the voice of Michael J. Fox. Yeah. We can also question how he plays soccer. Like, I don't know why they let him on the team. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of defies the laws of physics, that entire movie. Like, all, all of them do. And, you know, I think it's important. That's in the, the sequel where he's playing soccer, I think, right? And M. Night Shyamalan didn't write the sequel, so I think he would have put a little more reason into that movie. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I think it is the sequel, you're right. Yeah. Oh. And then, you know, another big name coming up here. So we got Will Smith. We'll kind of close it out with him. Obviously a big star. Has ties to M. Night Shyamalan after Earth, which I think M. Night Shyamalan filmed in Fairmount Park, right? I think so. I th- no, he, so. he didn't. Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, it's definitely like all green screen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Will Smith, big name. You know, I, I think he's doing more nowadays, but it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, the last movie he did, John's got a review for it. I know up on the blog, uh, Gemini Man, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, he's all right in that. I don't, I, he's not, I don't know, the same presence he was like 10, 15 years ago. Definitely yeah. different. I know I wouldn't even guy say, yeah, you gotta go at least fifteen, I think. You know, you know what I feel is disappointing with Will Smith is I felt like he was just on this run for the longest time where he was doing like hits like Pursuit of Happiness, I Am Legend, even like Hancock you can throw in there. You know, I, I know a lot of people are divisive on that movie. Versus like now, where like I felt like after he did Suicide Squad, he was getting back to that. Regardless of how you feel about that movie, I think he was really good in it. And then I feel like he just didn't really go anywhere after that. Or the stuff that he did wasn't as good. Yeah, it seems like his more recent stuff was more of uh, him trying to do the comeback tour more than anything. And and I know a big thing, too, is I, I think they talked about, like, he took so many years off to, like, they said, like, to, for him to focus on, like, his kids. So, like, building up their careers in Hollywood. Um, I don't really know what any of his kids are doing. Right. But, <laughs> you know. Uh, nor do I care to. I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he was good in Concussion. Did you guys see Concussion? I did not. It's on my list to see, though. I do want to see Concussion. Yeah, he was pretty good in that. But, like, Bright, like, I wasn't 
pretty wild about Bright. Yeah, Bright's bad. He, yeah. he's, he's not bad as the genie. I think the movie's so-so, the Aladdin remake. Right. He was all right, though. I he was the genie I mean, in and, Aladdin. Yeah. yeah, And, I mean, Gemini Man just it just felt like a not like a 90s. Like, it felt very dated. Like I don't mean that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Ang Lee directed that, too. So, I don't know. That could have been a lot better, I think, than it ended up. Yeah. Being. I heard that was a lot of like style over substance. Like he was really pushing that one like aspect ratio. Yeah, the effect was and the effect was cool. Like he was playing like Will Smith played like two versions of himself, like a modern day one, and then a uh, you mm-hmm. know like a version of himself like twenty years ago. So like it, it looked cool, but I don't know. It, it wasn't anything special. Yeah, yeah. I, when I remember when I saw the trailers for that and they announced it, I was just like, "What are we doing?" It looks bad. It did look really bad. That was in the movie too. <laughs> He's and not like hard. That's just like the, like this whole like they're trying to squeeze as much juice out of the best things that Disney has. Like, look at this example with the new Cruella movie coming out. Like, who is longing for a Cruella Deville movie? Yeah, like who's asking for that? Excuse yeah. me. I, you know what I will say? I think it's a good like. I feel like that's something that like Emma Stone is probably going to be like really good in. But yeah, like no one's asking. For like a Corel Deville movie, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe Murray. He does want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but even to go back with Will Smith, though, it's, um, it, it's funny because I feel like the scenes where he's not the genie are like a lot better than the scenes where he, or the scenes where he's just a human in Aladdin are better than when he's like that CGI blue creature. Yeah. And I mean, he, he's like so much of the movie, he is the, the human yeah so, so it, it works but yeah I, it was different from what robin williams did so yeah i agree yeah. it did work and they, i think they had to do something different had big shoes to fill um any anyone else do we feel like we left out anyone on here do we feel like that's a good good list of people to talk about it's a lot of a lot of people on there I think we hit on, on, you know, just about all, all the ones I could think of. And some of these, I didn't really know about Kat Dennings. I didn't really know about Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. I think if we think of any more as we go along, just shout them out. I mean, this is pretty much a very free-form this, uh, designed episode anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess, I mean, we, we got the, at least the ones that we came up with, like, firsthand. So, are there any other movies, like, just movies in general that are... I mean, without it goes without saying, the Rocky films are a staple of Philadelphia. There's a statue of of a Rocky Balboa at the art museum. Obviously, very big presence. Yeah, you know, Rocky's obviously big, and and to kind of do a little plug here too. So, John, I know you're working on a list of the ranking of all the Rocky movies from one to Creed two, right? Yeah, so that should. I would say it's probably either going to be up now, or if it's not up yet, will be up very shortly. But yeah, I've been working my way you're watching all those and mm-hmm. i don't know have you guys seen like all of them or no i've seen rocky one and i've seen both creeds but i haven't seen anything okay. after so you've yeah. seen ones that are definitely worth time so well, okay there's only <laughs> one of them that i think is like bad like mm-hmm. really bad but, yeah yeah um i mean rocky is just i mean a very solid just mm-hmm. movie in general um i think Very the only cool. one that kind of really comes close to Kind of that level of you know a really great film is Creed, the original Creed. Yeah, um, they're very similar movies, but yeah, I mean you know I think Creed expands on it a lot. I think Ryan Coogler was a really good choice mm-hmm. to direct that movie, uh, and yeah. I think he brings a lot to it. There's enough differences from the original Rocky mm-hmm. that makes it you know stand on its own. 
I was going to say, I mean, I, I do want to watch all the Rocky movies, but I also really want to watch Creed again now, too. Um, yeah, I mean, Creed, I feel like I like Creed more each time I watch it. I just watched it about it like a week, two weeks ago. Yeah, that is a, is a really good movie. And Creed 2 was good, too. Um, yeah. And even just um, reading about, reading up on like some of the Creed stuff. I know like Creed 3, I'm actually excited. Michael B. Jordan is going to direct that. So I'm actually pretty excited to kind of see how that plays out. But I like the Creed movies. There was just one scene I just was, it was just kind of cringeworthy. And it was in, I forget it was Creed 1 or Creed 2. Where he's training, doing like the the same kind of layout as Rocky is, and he's and he's running down the street, and there's these kids on dune buggies behind him, while he's like doing like the iconic scene. I I, I thought that was just so cringeworthy. I I don't don't know why. That was like a nod to the. I mean, I can see thinking it's like that. I think that was a nod to the original. The original one. Because um, I think when he's training in the original, I think a bunch of people start running with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know if you see kids like that in Philadelphia. And I feel I'm not there enough to know. You did. That's, I remember at Temple, man, the, the street right behind my uh, where my dorm was freshman year. I remember there was they would go. There would be just a group of kids that would just go quadding down the street. So I guess there's a presence for it in Philly. I don't know. The one thing that New York does raise is that they have like five lanes of traffic, and I think one of them is designated just for bikers. I think Philly needs to take that up because I I, I don't get the whole fascination of, of like riding anything but a motor vehicle with a license on the streets. Like, why do we need dune buggies? Why do we need unicycles, bicycles? Like, why in the city? Why do you need that kind of shit down there? Just walk. Just walk, people. Talk to the writers of Creed. <laughs> have that discussion yeah it's just going back to the rants when i was like a commuter working the city mm. yeah you don't miss that commute not at all no the one limelight of this whole entire covid thing is that it made the entire thing of offices non-existent they don't need them yeah it's it's crazy to think about that that's just kind of going to be a i don't think i don't think We'll be going back anytime soon, just be, mainly because Pennsylvania fucked up its entire vaccine rollout. Like shit, the bed on it. They just did. They're doing a terrible job at it. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I don't think business. It's it's not financially sustainable to keep to like, to pay the lease for the buildings in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're gonna work from home, why why would you? You got to cut costs. I mean, it's it, you know. If you can pay all your workers to work from home and then cut the costs for however much you're paying in rent, that what that's nothing specific, but like yeah, you you could give people raises. And I think this is the um, I think this is actually going to be the plot for Crete Three. Giving employees raises. How the bo- well, <laughs> how the boxing world sort of reacts to, right. to COVID and everything. <laughs> it's crazy watching the new episodes of TV shows now where they uh, all wearing face masks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's it's mainly painful the, to watch. Uh, it's mainly like the network ones, but it's, it's painful to watch on This Is Us. It's on, like every yeah, every yeah. other scene, you have to see them take off a mask or something. I'm not caught up on it, but Shameless is doing it too. They are, yeah, yeah. This is, <laughs> I mean, I, I can it, I, I do agree. It is kind of all over the place in This Is Us. I will say, like, I guess if that show tries to mirror reality as much as it can, mm-hmm. I, I guess I can kind of give it a pass for it. But yes, okay. it, it is very prevalent on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I mean, we, so to jump back into this, Creed 3, we're excited for that. 
be on the lookout for John's Rocky listing. Um, yeah, I will definitely say Rocky Five is a very, very bad movie. Okay, and you can definitely, <laughs> absolutely skip it. Yeah. Okay. We'll get into it in the article. Yeah. So, you know, I know we brought it up before. What, what do we think of M. Night Shyamalan? Is there any movie of his in particular that kind of really sticks out to you guys? I, I kind know. of mentioned it earlier, but Unbreakable is definitely my favorite of his. Unbreakable, yeah. The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah, they, they filmed that, uh, I think they filmed that in South Philly, right? No, I think they I think they did that in um God, where was it? It was Fishtown, right? Some scenes in Peabody. No, no, it wasn't Fishtown. It was um Some B B uh, roll on Rawl Street. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been it might have been Kensington, if I if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think that's where they filmed like the final battle scene. Yeah. For the movie. <laughs> What a train wreck that movie is. If you walk down a couple if you walk down a couple streets in Kensington, you might find a couple of earthbenders or people that think they're earthbenders. <laughs> what a yeah. What a what a garbage movie. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of his bad ones I have not seen. Yeah. I you know, and you've never seen Signs, John? No. So, Signs is Signs isn't terrible. I, I didn't realize how much they filmed that in Bucks County. Like they filmed a lot, like at like near Delvale and then like I mean it's set in like a farm in Doylestown so it's just interesting to see that's definitely one I've wanted to watch mm-hmm. yeah. one of his that I've been meaning to to get to but he you know he's got Philly ties he likes filming in Philly he's from Philly um, I will say his uh his show servant on Apple TV plus is actually pretty good it's a little like out there at points um mm-hmm. And it can be a little tough to follow, but I know the second season's on there now. Um, but and I good. watched the first one during quarantines. It's definitely worth. It's I know that film's in Philly too. Um, oh, does that, it? Okay. that's a good show? It does. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely like a upper district of Philly, but yeah. I don't know where exactly. But okay, you wouldn't know it unless you like looked into it. Yeah, I was gonna say something like Split though. Like I think like it. Well, it's such a contained movie, but I know like even like certain scenes like toward the end. Like you could tell, like that was that felt like Philly, right? Yeah, I can see you tell. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Glass? I saw like half a Glass. I didn't finish it. Glass is. I gotta catch up on all of them. I have not seen any any of them. Yeah, Split's really good. You never seen Split, Dave? No, I have not seen Split. You, you would you would like Split? Split Split's a good movie. Split's on TV a lot too. It's on yeah. like FX movies a lot, especially mm-hmm. lately. Yeah. Not on Glass. Glass has some cool ideas. It just does not deliver. Doesn't execute them well. Yeah. No. I was going to say, you, you d- probably, disappointing. Yeah. He's he's made a couple in like the the mid to late 2000s that I think were like big like blockbuster posters or like, like out there at the time, but I don't know if they really hit. Like, remember The Village? Yeah. The vil- Very disappointing. The Happening? Movie. The Happening. Just very outlandish movie. <laughs> Lady in the Water. Yeah, again, another bad movie, I, which which they filmed in in Bucks County again. Like he he filmed some of his movies in Bucks. <laughs> I feel like After Earth was kind of like when everyone was done with him, and then yeah. as I said a little bit before, the vi- the visit's good. Like the mm-hmm. visit is a good like return to form for him. Yeah, um, I didn't even include. Like, yeah, it's not like amazing, but 
based on a lot of what he had done, it, it mm. is cool. There's some cool, you know, things. And it's scary, too. Like, it's genuinely, you know, so scary in some parts. I didn't even include that on this list. I mean, it's, it's very possible it was filmed in Philly, possibly. I know um, Catherine Hans in it, another WandaVision yeah. plug. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forgot he even did that, the visit. Yeah, I remember people were saying that was kind of like his return to form. Yeah, I, I think he made it for like a very, very low budget. Because mm. um, again, like I think, just look at Last Airbender after Earth mm. happening. Like, I don't know, I don't, he wasn't the director that he was when he made Six Sense and Signs. Yeah. Yeah. And what, and, and then to jump into like another pretty famous movie from Philly, Silver Linings Playbook. What do, you, what do you guys think of that movie? I think it's underrated. Underrated? Yeah. I feel like it's pretty. It's rated pretty well. <laughs> I think I it's like a, people forget about it, I think. Yeah. I actually read the book like at the end of the summer. Have either of you guys read the book? While ago. I have not read, read the book, book. I, no. I've been wanting to read. I haven't rewatched it since reading it, but I definitely think like the spirit. I think it's a pretty good adaptation. I think mm-hmm. the movie takes like what works best in the book and uses I, There's some bizarre stuff in the book. I mean, like he sees like Kenny G when he like, you know, kind of hallucinates as he sleeps up in his attic just in a sleeping bag to kind of yeah. but you know it, it, it and again it kind of but it goes to its you know the fact that it talks a lot about mental health so mm-hmm. i mean it makes sense why those things are there yeah yeah and i think a lot of people say it's like a, a very accurate portrayal of like um like bipolar disorder you know a lot of those mental health issues um which are obviously really big now but um yeah, I remember the book. I remember it being like pretty faithful to the book. There were some aspects where I was just like, I don't remember that in the movie because I saw the movie, then read the book. But that's the th- and, and that's the thing is, I think the movie, especially with like the mental health aspect, like I think the movie takes what would be most like mm-hmm. understandable or easy to um, grasp yeah, for like yeah. just general viewers. You don't really yeah. understand it. Yeah. Um. But hey, this is a pretty big big plug dave so the the big dance room scene that they have that is where our senior prom was at the crystal tea room the it's the uh the ballroom at the ben ben, right oh the ben the ben frank house yeah oh really yeah that was kind of cool um we had a we had a a walk through at the one back way to get in there and we had a walk through like a seer or something like that right (laughs) yeah yeah interesting um, but then, you know, the Eagles are a pretty big presence in this movie too. You kind of hinted at the whole like tailgating thing from, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Cooper wearing the Deshaun Jackson Jersey throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like this movie. I, you know, obviously nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards. I was going to um, say, which, which I know won. Jennifer Lawrence won. Did it win for anything else? I think that was it. Yeah. I think it might've been just, um jennifer lawrence let's take a look real quick I I say, has bradley cooper won an oscar yet because i know he's been nominated quite a few times he has not no he's, he's been nominated many times. he was nominated for his role in yes man but i'm not sure about what else <laughs> well i was gonna say i know <laughs> a lot of people thought he felt, i was gonna say a lot of people thought he was snubbed for hangover so yeah <laughs> him and uh him and paul giamatti but yeah you know what bradley cooper did because a lot of these actors and actresses they get like their big, big hit, and that's all they're known for. If you think of Bradley Cooper, I can't think of the Hangover as the first thing that comes to mind anymore. 
Yeah, that that happens with a lot of people. You're you're right, Dave. Where it's like, yeah, they do like a, a pretty like successful comedy, and then it's like that's all you think of with them. I'm trying to think with Bradley Cooper. I don't even know. I think when I think of him, like I think of this. I think Silver Linings are like Silver Linings, Marvel, uh, Limitless. Limitless is a good movie. American Sniper. American Sniper, you're right. Yeah, no, it was just Jennifer Lawrence one, John. Um, Wedding Crashers. Hey, he's in Wedding Crasher. <laughs> I always forget he's in that. Yeah. Always I know this because I, I was I watched it recently. They, uh, Comedy Central had some kind of Valentine's Day marathon on this past weekend. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I was like Comedy Central. Um, and then yeah, I mean, I and I think those were the big ones we wanted to talk about. But obviously, going through some more like you know notable movies from Philly, we talked about Baby Mama, um, Fat Albert was filmed what parts of that were filmed in philly and um very interesting little tidbit here so um i was on the trivia for that on imdb and they noted that originally uh forrest whitaker was going to direct the fat albert movie from 2004 but uh left for creative differences (laughs) so i don't know what his take on that character was going to (laughs) be but it's bizarre He wasn't going to play him. I, I was thinking that's, that. I saw been. that next to that. I was like, is that a joke? or? I, uh. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never um, seen that movie, but I know it's Keenan, right? Keenan plays him, right? Mm-hmm. Keenan plays him. Yeah. Uh, Dave likes that movie a lot. Which one? Fat Albert. Uh, Fat Albert sucks. <laughs> it's a bad movie. Yeah. Um, what else? Like Invincible? Very big Philly movie, obviously about Vince Papale. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Vince Papale, yeah. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia with Tom Hanks, obviously his first Oscar win. It's um, a good movie. That was a good and movie. And then Denzel, they have good chemistry in that. Yeah, yeah. That was a good movie. What's the line he always says? Explain it to me like I'm a six-year-old or something. Something like, yeah. He says that a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know what a lot of people forget, too? Owen Wilson played the role of a writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer in Marley and Me. Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that um? Was that filmed in Philly or was that just? Uh, I guess it was set in Philly, right? I guess it's just like, like associated with Philly. Associated with Philly, yeah. That's cool. There's that's, the whole end scene where they kind of live on that house on the farm. That's like the only part I could see being Philadelphia. But... Yeah, yeah, maybe out in like a farm in like Bucks or something. Yeah, Shazam. That's I. I don't know if they filmed in Philly, but I know it's set in Philly, right? Shazam. Yeah, they did. I think they. I think they filmed in like Canada, but the yeah. movie does a good job of like making it look like uh, Philadelphia. You get mm-hmm. kind of the whole like Penn's Landing in the end. Yeah. Um, you know, you can see the, the you know Ben Franklin statue gets at the mm-hmm. top. Um, That's cool. Yeah, so they, they definitely they definitely shot like so did like shots there, but I don't think they actually filmed mm-hmm. the Sixth Sense actually in philadelphia it's it's where the movie is yeah 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 you tell that's filmed in philly too what else too transformers revenge of the fall and they filmed some scenes in in philly there too like you pen i can tell that might be our best one i wasn't given a compliment either it's very interesting because they couldn't they filmed some scenes at you pen some scenes at princeton 
but like both schools were just like very very like strict with like you can't use our name like you can't say like you know the main character went here um just kind of funny how that <laughs> i wonder why but yeah they wanted to get that like credit for like filming on campus but they didn't want their name tarnished i guess maybe they reversed their decision by uh transformers the last night yeah <laughs> oh national treasure obviously they go to steal the declaration of independence and independence hall yeah yeah it's big uh national treasure is a big one too yeah i always love um the running terminal scene when they're running away i may be in the minority i actually enjoyed the national treasure movies no they, they were good movies yeah, I've never seen them. Still, I, so you never no. seen any of them? No. Ooh, you, you should watch them, John. They're good. Even the even the Book of Secrets is good. The second one. Yeah, that, and that came out right around when he got Ghostwriter. So he was like, I guess at like the somewhat of, of a peak for Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was actually doing like things people saw, and not like these like Red Box specials. Yeah. Um, we gotta, we gotta get the intern to email Nick Cage. We, I I would love to get Nick Cage on the show. Get him on. Yeah, I think he would join. Yeah, we could do a Forgotten Files for leaving Las Vegas. But yeah, no, I was actually seeing they're gonna do a Disney Plus series for National Treasure. Like, I, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. But like they've always talked about wanting to do a third movie, which has never like actually happened. Um, Is he involved in it all, Nicholas Cage? Yeah, I mean, he would. I mean, they didn't say he wouldn't be. He's narrating a show now, I think, right? It's, it's like, like the history of swear words on Netflix. Oh yeah, I haven't yeah. watched. I haven't watched it. But. I I'm surprised. Like, it's funny with Netflix. That premiered like early January, and I've heard nobody talk about that show. I think it's an interesting concept, but I've heard nobody like talk about that at all. I feel like people would be talking about. It. I saw it was, like, it was like clickbait on like Twitter, but other than that. That's, That's the thing. We talk a lot about it, and you know, we definitely get into it on our uh, future streaming episode from August season two. But mm-hmm. I mean, Netflix. You know, a show comes and goes on Netflix so quick. I mean, people have been talking about WandaVision since you know for for a month, and they're going to talk about it the next three weeks. Yeah, maybe even a little more. But mm-hmm. you know, Netflix only has that momentum for like a weekend at most, like two three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Off topic, I got a question. What if Pietro isn't really playing Pietro in WandaVision? It's definitely not. Did you what guys if, see the picture I sent about where, what if it's Professor X? I don't oh, think I that's it. That. But. Yeah. As a, like, 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 what if, like, what if he's not playing who, like, he's not who he really says he is? Because he, he, he changes his, his tone every, Little well, bit. he's asking her all those questions. He's like, "How did you do this? Like, yeah. this and that." And I, I don't know. I think they have the knowledge, obviously, of her actual brother, mm-hmm. and he had those wounds. But yeah, I again, I, I think I, I want to talk to somebody about this because I we only have our text message thread, but we gotta. I think I'm disappointed to say this, and like I generally think the multiverse is going to come into the WandaVision, but I really do think that like Evan Peters being in this is like a way to fulfill his X-Men contract. Like I'm looking at it cynically, like, yeah, but yeah. I feel like they're like, all right, you had like two more movies left, like dark Phoenix bombs. We can't, af- we can't afford you. Let's get you in WandaVision. Cause 
there's WandaVision is the most they're saying it's like the most like expensive show and I feel like a lot of it is because they got to pay like people like Elizabeth Olsen and Benedict Cumberbatch to be going to show up you know what I'm excited about and it's not going to be an episode I think we could really do but they're doing Disney Plus is doing a show called Assembled and it's about the making of all these shows and the first episode is the first episode is WandaVision Mm -hmm. so like all the so I guess they'll do the Mandalorian with like the the, the doom and all that kind of stuff, but well, yeah, well they did the they did one for the, the season one of the Mandalorian, they like the making of it and everything. But on the show Assemble, I think isn't this a, a new thing that's coming? Out? It's a show called Assemble. I mean, it's all the Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like their version of like how okay. they made it. Yeah, I, that'd be that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah, but ah. Uh. This was fun, guys. I mean, we, you know, just like we were saying, a very free-form sort of discussion we had. Um, obviously, you know, the beginning, we hope everyone liked our Philadelphia Eagles discussion. Obviously, you can sense our frustrations with the team. Um, and I'm sure this isn't the last you'll hear about it. Fire Howie. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if there's one thing about people from Philly, we're resilient, so... I'm doing a plea to all of the cancel culturers out there. Do your thing. Get this man fired. Get Howie the fuck out of here. Please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember uh, our trips to New York? We took the mega bus and that, the driver. I'm begging you, please. Please. Don't go down the front stairs. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say too. The someone definitely peed down the aisle of that mega bus. That's not just me. Like someone took a piss down that aisle. They didn't want to use the, the bathroom home. on that bus. Yeah, I should have. Like, well, I don't. Did the, the my brother? My brother and you were just were cracking up. I'm like, what the fuck, are you guys laughing? Why not of? <laughs> I just it's just like just this liquid just like trickling down the aisle. Yeah, I it, what probably happened was somebody like pissed in a Snapple bottle and then didn't put the cap on and then probably like, hit a bump and then it just spilled. <laughs> was this before our um our trip to New York for uh, the Irishman? Oh yeah. This okay. was like 4 years before. <laughs> yeah, cuz John and John was not that you weren't part of it. You weren't like on on the show with us while we were doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see Irish You missed a good trip, John. We got VIP access. Yeah, and then a week later, the movie's on Netflix. But it was. A I cool know, trip. right? <laughs> you know what though? They gave us they they gave us bottomless apps at fr- at the TGI Fridays in New York. So I'm I'm kind of happy with with that. That's a win for me. Told us Joe Pesci was going to be there. Never showed up. Well, well, he committed and he just never showed. He blue balled us. Like the the fuck, dude. But yeah, no, we, we we appreciate everyone listening. Yeah, we had, we had a fun time kind of just having this discussion. It's been been a couple of weeks since we've been together to talk about it. So yeah, we haven't done it for Gone Files in a while, and you know, it just whatever comes out of the the hat, it's it's a hat this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we try to make the best of it and try to provide as much content as we possibly can. It's it's hard with the the, the COVID and all this stuff. It's it's hard getting content out there and you know maximizing all of us to our full potential but we're yeah we're we're grinding and trying the best that we can yeah check out our our social media we're always active on twitter and instagram especially facebook um 
mostly for the aunts and uncles on Facebook, but not, you know, um, I, I I think we're we're trying to do more engaging things with the like, polls and stuff like that, and trying to keep up with like the the pop culture and the memes and everything out there. So we really appreciate all the feedback and if there's things you want us to do more of, not do more of. If you want to come on and talk to us, if you want to recommend something that we do, just shoot us a DM on Instagram. It's probably, Instagram's probably the best way to do it, I think. Yeah, yeah. More than anything. Yeah, we're, we're pretty prominent on Instagram, so just, uh, you know, but we, we check everything. So just uh, if you, you want a beer we want to review, let us know. If you want a movie um, you want us to review, let us know. Uh, we obviously have a few movies coming to streaming pretty soon that we're looking forward to reviewing, whether it's That's on the right. blog or we're going to try to do um, all the HBO Max shows that are coming out because they're going right to the, the streaming service. So it's easily accessible for everybody to watch, view and review, follow along with us. Um, and I think we would I think it would be stupid for us not to acknowledge this, Dave and John, because um, I think our fans are, are really they want to know if this is coming up and yes, we are going to be reviewing Tom and Jerry in a couple weeks. Yeah, baby. It was one on week. F- That's coming up, right? Yeah. It was on the fence and we talked to the producers. They gave us the green lights. So they told us we can have full range of this movie and whatever we wanted to do. Yeah. They Impl- implicitly words. or explicitly. Ew, no, David. <laughs> the episode at a minimum has to be rated PG-13, correct? It does, yeah. <laughs> at a minimum. But uh, we just wanted to make sure you guys were aware of that, because I know a lot of our fans were kind of wondering, are you guys doing Tom and Jerry? Um, so we need to let you know, yes. Yeah, we got our inbox was filled with just... If it wasn't about GameStop and Doggy Coin, it was about if we were going to review Tom and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Some really avid uh, Ken Jeong fan accounts have been specifically really hammering us yeah, for it. They're excited. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, we, we appreciate all you guys listening. We, uh, you know, we, we like the support and we're hoping to kind of keep this momentum going. I think we really kind of are starting this year on a good note. So, yeah, with that being said, this has been Post Credit Brews. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See you later.